As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot. But the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. of the Saturday morning. It is damn good to have you here. I'm Emerson Lotzi. This is Julian Edlow. You are watching The Sweat on DraftKings Network and VSIN 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time every Saturday and Sunday morning right here on your television or whatever you watch us on. We love the fact that you are here. You know who is not here? Steve Buchanan. He has yet to come home from Las Vegas. After a lot of room Bowl. at the desk here. Very spacious. A lot of room for activities. Yeah, there certainly is. And some of those activities we'll be doing on said desk today include talk Talking college basketball. Your boy Bobby Reagan's going to join the show. What are you guys going to talk about? Maybe well, some. It says college basketball right there. Well, the you also mentioned some NBA, correct? MLB preview. How about some sports book futures with Nick Fryer and Gary and Thorne? You used mm. to be a baseball guy. I don't know what the hell happened there. Red Sox under. Yeah, that's what Steve said too. And the Cooligans, baby, because Messi and Miami underway in the MLS season is going to. Have to do quite a bit to match the magic of 2023. But now that football is done, the horrific NBA All-Star break is now behind us. We got all eyes on college basketball. March Madness is almost here, which means we are deep inside February frenzy. Hmm. Yeah, you're pretty creative. You're pretty excited about it. Yeah, shout out to producer Drew on that. I said let's do the Julian Edlow special. Because uh, you're on like e- every block today, talking college yeah, basketball. Yeah, doing some heavy lifting. Take it, take notes. It's been a wild uh, college basketball stretch here too, Jules. So upsets continued this past week, right? UConn became the first unanimous 
number one in the AP poll this season yeah. and then loses. And then number three, Purdue, and then fourth-ranked Arizona. Uh, with 24 of the 25 ranked teams in action here over the next two days, there could be even more chaos. So let's start with a top 11 matchup here. This is one that you have your eye on. We are talking Houston as a road favorite at Baylor. This is the first time now that the Bears have been underdogs since 2019. So which way are you leaning on this one? Yeah, there are two clear-cut games of the day. Uh, this one being the first tips off at noon Eastern with Houston playing at Baylor uh, for the first time, obviously, since Houston joined the the Big 12 this season. So yeah. Houston's been a machine at home. They're 15-0 and straight up, uh, but they are 4-3 and straight up and 1-6 and against the spread on the road this season. Struggling a little bit more on the road. So Cougars been a little bit overpriced lately. Overall, including home games, they're on a 1-5 against the spread run. So very good team, little overpriced at the moment. This is going to be a super tough atmosphere. Baylor has that new building. If you've watched some of their home games on TV, people complain a little bit about the, the angle because it's literally just built straight up. It's like the fans are on top of you. So this has been a place that Baylor wins. That sounds There's fun. It is fun. That's why I'm betting Baylor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Baylor's 13-1 and straight up at home. They're 9-5 and against the spread in those games. Mentioned Houston kind of struggling against the spread lately. Oh. Baylor's been good overall, 5-2 and two against the spread in their last seven games. So Baylor is in a perfect situational spot here. We like to go, you know, back and forth, zigzag in college hoops. They played on the road at BYU this week. Uh, I forget if it was Tuesday or Wednesday night, but they played at BYU. Tough place to play. Uh, they're really good at home. Bravo, baby. They dropped that game uh, in Utah. Houston had a very big win this week. You remember one of those road losses that I mentioned that was at Iowa State earlier in the year. They hosted Iowa State this week and won that game. So that was kind of a big spot for them at home to get that revenge on Iowa State, who's second behind them in the standings in the Big 12. Now we're looking at Baylor off the tough road loss, yeah. Houston off the big home win. We go early afternoon tip uh, at Baylor in Wacko. I, I like getting two and a half points Wait, here go. with Wacko. Okay. Pretty In Waco, getting the two and a half with Baylor. Uh, oh, I like him as home dogs here. I think they're going to win the game outright, but I will take the points. They've got a, as you mentioned, strong home resumes. They beat Iowa State by two, Texas Tech by six, Oklahoma by 17. Never, never underestimate home court in college hoops. Yeah, especially in Waco. Anywho, then there's Alabama and Kentucky here, Julian. The same Kentucky team that has disappointed you time and time again. You said on this show. They disappointed ago, me once. No. They just you disappointed said every me time once for a lot like, of units. You said every time you like decide to bet them, they don't end up coming through. And then when you don't bet them, they do come through. That five-unit bet you lost on the Wildcats <clears throat> a few weeks back, mm -hmm. well, every time you think you're out, they pull you right back in. So why do this to yourself? I still can't believe they didn't show up for that Gonzaga <laughs> game. And they came back. They were down 10 at halftime. They were covering in the second half. They, they came back, and then they let go of the rope again. I don't know what happened to that one, particularly since Gonzaga is just not a good team. Uh, they came back and showed how good they can be the next Saturday. They're eight-and-a-half-point underdogs at Auburn. They win that game outright, frankly, dominate that game. They had a perfect letdown spot this week, so I, I misgaged Kentucky twice in a row. They had a perfect letdown spot this week at LSU, lost that game at the buzzer. I finally got my bearings right. I bet LSU. I took the points within that one. Um, just an awful, 
spot for Kentucky yeah. off the huge Auburn win, looking ahead to Alabama today, and they drop that one. So, like Baylor, losing during the week, this sets up a perfect bounce-back spot Time for to the Wildcats inside at home. So, credit to Alabama. They've, they've taken some really tough road and neutral games uh, earlier in the season, but they are just 6-6 six and six straight up, 5-7 and seven against the spread when playing away from home. That includes road and neutral. Um, historically, really tough place to play when Alabama goes to Lexington. They're just 1-9 in their last 10 trips playing on the road at Kentucky. Now, I will admit, Kentucky has not protected its home court very well this year, like the Gonzaga game. Uh, they're just 11-4 straight up, which is not good by their standards at home, 7-8 and eight against the spread. But Kentucky does respond well to losses, and they lost outright. They had a chance to win and not cover, but they wound up losing outright at LSU. Kentucky is 5-2 and two against the spread off an outright loss this season. Ooh. Perfect spot off the, the big Auburn win, and then the LSU let down, and you got Alabama on the opposite end of that spectrum, just like Houston, getting a big win that they needed. Alabama got that home win in overtime that they needed to claw out against Florida in the SEC. So now you got to go on the road after the big home overtime win. Um, I, I like Kentucky a lot. I got them early on the money line. You can still get them for one, minus 140 range. The total in this game is going to be talked about a lot as well. Um, What's that? What it's nearing 180. These teams are a combined 37 and 15 to the over. Oh, this hell. They Alabama, score the basketball, baby. Alabama, number one in the nation. They average 91 points per game. Kentucky's third in the nation, 87.6 points per game. I'm not going to mess with the total. If these teams go cold for a couple minutes, lock in on defense, it's going to be tough to get there. Uh, Kentucky's kind of been focusing in yep. on defense a little bit more recently. Alabama tired legs off the overtime. I'm not going to get involved, but the total is going to be a popular talking point at least today well after a full week of rest here, you got kansas hosting texas so both these teams entering this game with a bit of momentum and coming off wins here which side do you fall on on the dk sportsbook yeah texas has been a tough team to read all season they've been back and forth game to game win loss win loss win loss they're coming off a win um so that but means they a loss then today good job yeah they didn't cover at home against k-state now uh, they're three and four straight up and against the spread on the road. Why does it mean a loss here? Because Kansas doesn't lose at home. Kansas business as usual, 13 and 0 straight up at home. But they are six, six and one ATS. So they're coming off a big road win at Oklahoma. They had to come back in the mm -hmm. second half. Um, they've had all week off. They didn't play this week. So they've had a lot of time to prep. Yeah, relaxing, one, rest the legs a little bit. This one went down to six, popped back up to eight and a half. I can't, I can't lay eight, eight and a half. Um, with Kansas in this spot. If it was six or less, I would say go for it. Now they're a money line parlay piece. We have a couple other good teams in, in good spots today. Um, so Kansas is, it, is, Kansas is going to win this game. I'm okay. not laying more than six and a half points. Is in it this a game. big deal that Texas just held Kansas State to 56 points? I, mean, I think pretty, that speaks more good. to K State on the okay. road. Um, and K State, a little look towards the future here in a good spot to bounce back at home today. All right. Uh, Wake Forest, 11 and six against the spread at home has a key ACC matchup with Duke on Saturday. So Duke is actually a road underdog today. Is that correct? They are. I think the public's going to like Duke a lot. Number eight in the nation going up against an unranked team. You're getting points. Duke's been nails on the road too. They're yep. six and three straight up four, four and one ATS. They've been better lately, too. They've won six of their last seven on the road. So a lot to like about a Duke team that's kind of getting it together. If there's a spot, they slip up the rest of the way. This, this feels like the spot. Recently, uh, Duke beat Wake at home. 
and now they're playing their third straight road game for the first time this season. They haven't played three road games in a row all year. This is the only time they do that. Uh, so really the question is, is this the spot it all catches up against a Wake Forest team that is 14-0 straight up at home? They're 11-3 against the spread at home. Wake has been a tremendous home team. Uh, so for me, not as confident as some of my other plays today. I think the betting splits, like, really suggest yeah. Wake Forest today. Well, dude. Um, but I, I will go I will go Wake on the money line here. They have not lost at home yet. And, okay. again, I think the part that's being maybe overlooked here is that it's a third straight road game for Duke. You okay. don't do that much in college hoops. It's usually two, and you go back home. Now, it's in. It's against Wake Forest. They are home. They're probably just taking a, waking up in their own beds, taking a bus to this game. But yeah. I like Wake. Unless, you know, they slept at a friend's house or something like that or on, the, <laughs> on a buddy's couch last night. But I'm sure I, they did. They I'm probably sure they don't sleep on uh, a but buddy's couch the night before. <laughs> this isn't you and a uh, UCF <laughs> intramural rugby game. Yeah, well, that was a club. I, it was a, oh. also a um, intramural floor hockey champion at UCF, but we don't have enough wow. time for that. Yeah, but you nailed it, though, with the Demon Deacons being so good at home. I mean, they played... 33-point win over Pitt, 29-point win over Q's, 25-point win over Louisville, which all happened in three of their last four home games, too. 30% so, of the stuff. bets for 55% of the handle, uh, Wake minus two. 26% yeah. of the bets for 52% of the handle, Wake money line. Pretty sharp. Love it, babe. All right, we'll return to February frenzy in just a moment. But following this three-minute break, Jalen Brunson and the next aiming to slow down the top-seeded and smoking hot Celtics. Which side Jules is backing will not surprise you, or maybe it will. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I've Play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.
folks, not one, not two, but three NBA games on the slate today. Magic, Pistons, Celtics, Knicks, Nets, Timberwolves. Maybe that's because the league scheduled most teams for back-to-backs coming right out of the horrible all-star break. Man, they made them work right off the bat, huh? A lot of back-to-backs. Uh, also a very good Sunday card in the NBA, so we'll touch that. Uh, tomorrow on the show. Plenty of Look good games there. Look at you, teasing ahead 24 and, uh, hours Yeah, we have now, a show buddy. tomorrow. Also, probably don't want to compete with one of the better college basketball cards of the year, which we're going to hit on all show. Yeah, that's right, because it's not March Madness. We're calling it February... Uh, frenzy, I believe. Is yeah, the yeah, you absolutely nailed it. So the game on this slate that really has your attention and probably the attention of all NBA fans out there because it's the best one. It's the Celtics at the Knicks here. Celtics have won seven straight, dude. They're the top seed by far in the East. And New York is an absolute shambles at the moment. So what is your approach to betting this game today, Jules? I wouldn't say the Knicks are in shambles. Like, they're... Uh. Yeah, OG and Randall are out. They're hoping to Which get them back. Which has been a problem for them. But they, they got uh, DiVincenzo, Hartenstein, and uh, Bogdanovich back in the first game out of the break. They hammered the Sixers in that first game back. So, like, they is played a, well out of the break, at least. Is a blowout likely in the cards here when Boston visits I do. So, I do like the Celtics here. Um, coming off the win in Chicago. I Yeah. So, the Knicks are playing really well. The Celtics are just playing... Better, And I think in, in uh, spots that they want to show up, the Celtics are going to show up. So it's the, it's the Saturday night primetime, 8.30, ABC game. I think you're going to get the best out of them at MSG. This is a game that Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, that they're going to want to show up for. A revenge narrative, Porzingis back at MSG. I, I just think the Celtics, as the more talented yeah. team, are in a pretty good spot here to show out. Maybe the injuries do catch up with the Knicks a little bit. Boston's, what, 3-0 against them this season? Two of those wins? They struggled, they struggled a lot digits. with New York last year. Um, they've been a lot better this year. Yeah, I can look at the team and say, yeah, they're pretty good with how much they've been winning basketball games. In terms nice. of, <laughs> in terms of, so we're out of the all-star break, as we've mentioned. In terms of second-half storylines here, what is sitting on the long list of Julian Edlow's second-half storylines list for the NBA? What sits at the top of that? Yeah, I think in the East, like, the Celtics clearly stand out and who's going to be that second team to challenge them. The Sixers have been really good, but with Embiid on the shelf long-term, is it going to be them? I would say the story is really, you know... Are you still betting them to miss the playoffs, by the way, 76ers? I mean, I gave that as a... At the time, it was a great bet. I mean, maybe it's changed plus, now. Plus 500, I gave it out as a, you know, something for at a long price that is worth, worth looking at. Okay. Um, I have not bet it yet, but... I think there's a chance. Um, but for me in the East, it's like, can Milwaukee, because I, I don't think it's going to be Cleveland, oh. New York, that can like ultimately challenge the Celtics. Can Milwaukee get it together? They bounce back and beat the Wolves on the road as dogs on Friday night, a game they kind of needed to prove it to themselves out of the break with Doc Rivers being whatever he was, three and seven, I think, as Milwaukee's head coach entering the break. So do the Bucks get it together? in the east is a storyline for me and then out west do the heavyweights catch up to these younger teams do the clippers the nuggets overtake the thunder and the wolves in the standings things like that or are those teams going to wind up being the the regular season teams with the best record and then will the clippers nuggets teams like that overtake them in, in the postseason i think the the storyline is just kind of how the standings are going to shake out out west and a couple of teams like the lakers and 
uh, Warriors, who I think we're going to talk yes, about, we are will. they going to be involved in the postseason bracket? Because that changes a lot. Yeah, for sure. So, like, right now, who's got the the best shot of, of winning an NBA title? I think a lot of people say, oh, like, it's the Celtics. But we've seen, especially being based here in Boston, you being a big Celtics guy, that, you know, you can't really necessarily lock that in. Who's got the best shot of making sure the Celtics don't win the NBA title? I think it's teams from the West. I don't see that competition right now in the East. Maybe the Bucs can get there, but I'll, I'll take the Celtics healthy against anyone in the East um, pretty confidently. So if it's Milwaukee, if it's Philly, if it's New York, Cleveland, if it's Miami, and again, Miami's been the team yeah. that has played them in a Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals back-to-back -back years. Each team has won one. The road team won each of them. Uh, you got to take Miami seriously by now. I I'll take the Celtics, you know. I what I'm waiting for is to see if the Celtics enter the postseason healthy. If everybody's healthy for Boston entering the postseason, the Celtics at even money or better to win the East is my favorite bet. That'll be okay. a very big bet for me. They're going to run through the East and show up in the NBA Finals. The question is, you ask where that competition comes from. It comes from the West. Jokic and the Nuggets, that's a, a matchup nightmare kind of. Jokic is a, a nightmare for everybody. Clippers came into Boston on the second night of a back-to-back -back and wall up to the Celtics Clippers uh, in January. Second best title odds behind the Celtics so, right now. Again, same concerns, but if the Clippers are healthy, they're a team. And I, I think the Warriors are a good bet to make the playoffs. If the Warriors were to get there, they're now they what? They're on a ten and four, uh, eleven and four run mm -hmm. since uh, coming back out of that pause and play when they had that tragedy with the assistant coach passing away. Yes. They're eleven and four since resuming play. If they can get it together and get in, they're a good team. All right, so if it ends up being, and it looks like right now it could be, the Lakers and Warriors for the play-in game, would it be the 9-10 right now? You like the chances of the Warriors making it more than the Lakers. Well, I think I think Golden State has a better chance to move up in the standings. Like, I, I don't necessarily think Lakers-Warriors is going to be a play-in matchup. And we've had it before in the past, and maybe we get it again. And, uh, you know, you got one game, LeBron versus Curry. Anything can happen. But I, I, I think the Warriors in that plus-120 range to make the postseason is a pretty good bet. I just told you they're 11-4 over mm -hmm. their last 15 games. If they keep playing at this clip, they're going to move up the standings. They're going to they're gonna pass some of these teams, um, like the Lakers, that – are ahead of them. They just got that heads-up win over the Lakers. So I like the way Golden State's playing. I think that they've kind of recaptured whatever they lost earlier in the season. Draymond is back a little more le level-headed. Clay is slowly buying into coming off the bench. Jonathan Kuminga has stepped up to being a, a really key player for them. Uh, so uh, Golden State to make the postseason, whether it's climbing all the way to six, which is maybe more unlikely, or getting themselves in better position to win some, some play-in games, I think that the Warriors are tough to go against right now. What has your attention when we look at division races right now? So division races, let me pull up and see if the price has moved at all, but I'm going to the Southwest. Okay. Uh, Pelicans lost to the Heat last night. They're now 1-1 one one that, that game got chippy, too. Yep. Mavericks, uh, Mavericks got a good win over the Suns out of the break. Let me see here. Dallas plus 170 was my bet coming out. It's already down to 120, so it's moved a lot. But anything People plus listening money, to you. Probably right. Um, Dallas, anything plus money. Dall uh, New Orleans has the 12th ranked schedule, strength of schedule coming out. Dallas is 21st the rest of the way. So easier schedule. And we know they can kind of, we've seen New Orleans fall apart, those, those injuries. Um, Ingram in the past, 
Zion in the past. And I like what Dallas did at the deadline, bringing in a guy like P.J. Washington and getting Grant Williams out of there. I think Dallas is a little bit more equipped to make a run down the stretch. And New Orleans, while I, I like them, a little bit harder to trust. If they come undone a little bit, they're like a half game apart in the standings. Um, there's no reason this shouldn't just be a pick to, to win the division. Uh, but we're getting some good plus money on Dallas. So I do like the Mavericks to come out of that division. What about conference seeding here, too? So on the DK Sportsbook, looks like um, probably because the East is essentially locked up already. But uh, NBA Seven West, and a half game lead. Yeah. Celtics. They're like, would, that they would be an came epic off, collapse. They came off the board at like minus 2,000. Uh, minus 2,500 to okay. the best record in the So unless there's some epic late-season meltdown, that's probably not coming back. Anywho, number one seed in the Western Conference, though, right now. This is pretty damn tight. OKC plus 200 odds to land that number one seed. Timberwolves at plus 220. And then there are the Clippers there at plus 320. The Nuggets at plus 360. Then there's a massive drop-off. So it looks like those four guys are really the – it's a four-horse race for that top seed in the West. Yes, yeah, so the – I mean, the Pelicans are the five seed right now, and they're five and a half games back of the one. But if you go up to those top four seeds, they're all within a game and a half of each other. Uh, Wolves and Thunder are both 39 and 17, identical records. And then right below them, Clippers, 37 and 18, a game and a half back. Nuggets, 38 and 19, a game and a half back. One seed is totally up in the air. Um, so I'm not betting this market because I think it's it's too close. You have you have four teams. You, you know, if you're betting one, you got... 25% chance, essentially, if we call it a heads-up of picking the winner. Now, what I will say, I uh, OKC and Minnesota have proven to be pretty good regular season teams, but it would not surprise me if they came undone a little bit down the stretch. So I don't mind. And I would say Denver, coming off the championship, maybe they don't need their foot on the gas as much. So if you made me bet one, it would be the Clippers plus 320. I like the way they're playing. They've been making up a ton of ground recently, so I think mm -hmm. they can continue to make up ground. Uh, the question is, do the Wolves and Thunder both come undone? Because you need them both yeah. to kind of fall a little bit. Maybe it's just one of them. Where, really quickly, before we go to, before we go to break, mm -hmm. where are we at in the MVP uh, race here? I still, I mean, Jokic is ahead in the straw poll. I still like taking long shots. Kawhi, yeah. uh, if I think the Clippers Kawhi's are going to get the one Kawhi's plus 7,000 right uh, now. Kawhi's 70 to 1. That's, I guess, if I had to bet one, that's who I'd Luka's down to plus 650, by the way. Playing well, and the Mavericks are going to win the division, of course. Indeed. All right, February frenzy returns after this break. Number 13, Alabama, can take a major step towards claiming back-to-back -to -back SEC regular season titles with the win over Kentucky today. Welcome back to a Saturday morning edition of The Sweat. Welcome back to February Frenzy. How many Let's times go, you say my fellow meat wagon. So here we're going to uh, rip through some SEC, ACC, Pac-12 plays. Like two Cs in ACC. Did, did I give it an extra C? <laughs> I, I feel like I just had a stroke, but that's okay. <laughs> At least everyone was able to witness it with me. By the way, March Madness right around the corner. And guess what we have here on the sweat? A little NCAA tournament special. So go no ahead. Way. Put it on your calendar right now if you're still one of those folks who still fills out a calendar manually or put it in your iPhone, smartphone, whatever it is. Monday night, March 18th, 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock Eastern time. It's going to be a fun, fun show. And you are going to be talking a lot. Throughout I, those three hours. I am going to be talking a lot. Obviously, that's the day after selection. Sunday, 
day before the two first four games, and then we got the four days of, of madness, so a lot of good stuff. I cannot wait for that. I cannot wait for this segment in which we have 10 minutes left, and you will be filling a lot of that with hot air, and we will start in the SEC. Kind of a game you touched on a little bit earlier, Jules. Now, Kentucky has dropped four home games already this season, so they're in jeopardy of matching that nasty record of six losses inside Rupp that was established back in the 88-89 season originally. But you are sticking with Kentucky here, and there are expected to be points galore in this game. Yeah, touched on it earlier, touching on it now. Touching on it later when we have Barstool Riggs on, who's a Kentucky guy. I want to get his opinion on this game. Professional teaser over here. Um, so this game, uh, Alabama going on the road. We got 13 at 17. Situational spot. Credit to Alabama. They've taken on some tough games away from home, both neutral and, and away. They're 6-6 six and six straight up, 5-7 and seven against the spread when they travel away from Tuscaloosa. When they go to Lexington, it has historically been a very tough place for Alabama to play. They're 1-9 in their last 10 trips to play at Rupp. So, problem is, Kentucky, as you alluded to there, Thank Emerson, you. has not protected Rupp very well. They're 11-4 straight up there. Sounds good, but not by Kentucky standards at home. You see against the spread, they're below 500, 7-8 ATS. What I like here is that Kentucky's coming off a loss, and I'll admit I have. It took me a while to yeah. catch up to Kentucky and yeah, get them right. I got them wrong hmm. in a big way at home against Gonzaga. I still cannot believe that one, Ugh. and then got them wrong again going to Auburn. I got them right in a terrible spot going on the road uh, Tuesday night to play LSU. LSU won that game outright. They were as high as seven point dogs at, at times uh, in that game. Off a loss. Kentucky is 5-2 and two against the spread this season. They bounce back very well. They're at home uh, against Bama, and Bama is in a bad spot. They're off a big emotional win at home against Florida. They were big favorites. They didn't cover. They were kind of fortunate to get the game to overtime and won it outright in overtime without covering a pretty big number. So I think it's a great situational spot for Kentucky here. We've seen the number grow towards Kentucky. I bet them on the opener on the money line. And I would stand by that. And again, I'll just say the total is going to be a big talking point today. Yeah, it Bama is. Bama averages 91 a game, leads the nation. Kentucky's third, 87.6 points per game. These teams are a combined 37 and 15 to the over this year. I would just be careful with a total this high because all it takes is one cold stretch from the field, and you're probably going to stay under. And the SEC regular season title race, it's heating up. Really, just a few days ago, it was Auburn and Alabama really were in the mm-hmm. driver's seat to have that perfect path to, like, an Iron Bowl SEC tournament championship rematch. However, the Tigers falling to Kentucky at home, throwing a small wrench into that plan. This is going to be the first meeting today between Auburn and Georgia. First meeting of the season. Yes, they're going to play each other twice in the last two and a half weeks here. What do you like in this game? Yeah, so Auburn... Obviously, at home, gets smoked by Kentucky as a pretty big favorite. Didn't look very good. They had the whole week off. They didn't play a game this week, so they've probably been hearing it from from Bruce Pearl in practice. Uh, Georgia just so happens, you know, we got to go. I I like home teams in college hoops. We got Auburn on the road here. Georgia just so happens to be that team in the way. So Auburn is fourth in the nation in first half point per game margin. They lead generally by almost double digits at halftime 9.9 points per game is their lead uh or their first half margin they uh have a plus four point per game margin in road games so i'm looking at auburn first half here to come out angry avenge that loss to kentucky 
I'll lay, I think the, the game is seven and a half. I'm trying to bring up the first half here. I think it's four. Um, so I will lay four with Auburn in the first half and say that they take a, a healthy lead into halftime against Georgia. South Carolina, Ole Miss here. It's a rematch of an exciting battle from back on February 6th. We have this on our hands. It is in Oxford. Take it away with your bet du jour. I haven't played anything in this game. I, okay. I lean pretty strong to, to Ole Miss. Number has grown. Maybe too many to lay at this point. But again, we have, uh, you know, if Josh Applebaum were, were here, he would be saying Rest an unranked home favorite over a ranked team. You got to bet it. South Carolina has been a huge surprise this season, but it seems that they are finally regressing. They have lost two in a row, one game getting smoked by Auburn, one kind of getting let down by, by LSU in a, a yeah. narrow And Ole loss. Miss is like firmly on the bubble here. Firmly, yeah. So they're one, uh, um, South Carolina is also 1-3 and three against the spread in their last four games, so slipping a little bit. Ole Miss is off a tough uh, rival loss to Mississippi State, and they've lost four of five, yet they're still favored here over the 20th team in the nation I'm going to buy into the South Carolina regression. Things have just been too good for them. Um, so, uh, you know, I would like to lay like two and a half here. It's more than that, but strong lean to Ole Miss at home. All right, Duke, Wake, you touched on this earlier. Mm -hmm. What can you add to what you said at the top of this show? You have Duke as a road underdog, and you actually – like the home team in this situation. Oh, I can't add anything, but I can repeat what I said because a lot of people are probably just tuning in. That's so, true. Go and wake at home, wake on the money line here. Uh, they are 14-0 and straight up at home this season. They have been tremendous at home, 11-3 and against the spread in those games. Demon Deacons have been fantastic at home. And it's a little bit of a revenge spot. Duke recently beat uh, Wake at Cameron Indoor. What I really like about this game, so Duke, I can't say anything bad about Duke. They're playing really well. They've been awesome on the road, 6-3 and three straight up, 4-4-1 four, four and one ATS, and they've been improving. Six of their last seven games on the road, they have won. So there's a lot of things to like about Duke. I get it. What makes this spot so difficult that I'll just keep pressing on is that it's their third straight road game. So a lot of teams don't even play three straight road games uh, this season, uh, but they've, they've won them. Now they're playing a third in a row, and I know they're, uh, the reason this is on the schedule is because they don't have to travel. They don't have to get on a plane. They sleep in their own beds. They go. It's a local game at Wake. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, it is still a third straight road atmosphere, and I think it's going to be a tough one for Duke. I like Wake on the money line. All right, let's get to the ACC or the ACCC, as I referred to it earlier. Hey. Fresh off their worst loss of the season, you got Pitt looking to rebound against Virginia Tech. Both sides clinging to NCAA tournament odds right now, Jules. Yeah, I'll be quicker here so we can try and rip through the rest of the games okay. in this segment. Um, Pitt, Virginia Tech. Uh, Virginia Tech is off a huge win over UVA. They blew them out, that state rivalry game, but they're going on the road now. They're just 1-7 straight up, 1-7 against the spread on the road. Pitt was 5-0 straight up and against the 5-0 uh, straight up and ATS in their last five, but they got mopped by Wake earlier in the week by, like, 30, 40 points, perfect bounce-back spot for the Panthers at home. All right, take me here then to Utah, Colorado. Utah, Colorado. Utah has been really poor on the road. Um, they're 2-6 and six straight up and against the spread, but they're coming off a huge road win at UCLA that was kind of fluky down the stretch, required some late heroics. Prior to that, Utes were just 1-5 and five straight up, 
in the last six, one in six against the spread in their last seven. Now another tough road game, tough place to play. Colorado's 13 and one straight up at home, nine and five against the spread. Buffs are just one and five ATS in their last six, but they've had the full week off after a two game road trip. I would either lay it with the Buffs or it's a nice money line parlay piece to put with a Kansas or an Illinois or something like that today. Did you have anything? Because I skipped over UNC uh, Virginia. You did you skip UNC did Virginia. Have I have not bet anything okay. yet. If I do, it's going to be Virginia plus three. Uh, UNC is finally looking human. They're three and three in their last uh, six alternating wins and losses. Now they're off a win over Virginia Tech. You caught on to this trend earlier that that means a loss comes after a win when they've been alternating. Look at very, me, baby. Very good been by you. Big, brain on uh, brand. UNC historically poor against UVA. They haven't won in Charlottesville since 2012. They're 0-10 against the spread. Their last 10 on the road at UVA. If you want to include all games, including Chapel Hill, they're just 3-9 and nine straight up and against the spread in their last 12 in this matchup. Virginia's 14-1 and one straight up at home, 10-5 and five against the spread in those games. And again, you got the embarrassing loss by UVA earlier in the week. Strong bounce back spot at home. All right, we got to get to Washington State and Arizona State before mm-hmm. the break here because both you and I are kind of feeling maybe Washington State is a long shot for Oops. the NCAA tournament, huh? They're not going to win it all, but they're worth well, taking a ticket on. Well, you don't know so that, that Jules. Buy. I do know that. But okay. they're worth getting a ticket on so you can buy off them uh, potentially down the stretch. Washington State is in prime position to win the back 12 but they're off that massive win over Arizona on the road on Thursday night. Quick turnaround, second game of the road trip. Um, probably not going to be as kind to them, so I have nothing terrible to say about Washington State other than how bad the spot is. Arizona State's 4-1 and one ATS in their last five games. Sun Devils play well as dogs. They're 5-9 and nine outright as dog this season. 3-0 against the spread as a home dog, covering by 8.3 points per game. My man is a machine, so we're going to give him the next block off. Nathan McKinnon, Austin Matthews, breaking dot, 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 hearts. See what we did there? Major matchup in the mile high. Let's break it down. The rest of the NHL slate coming up. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, 
how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. everybody it's time to put this sweaty show on ice which may be tough with these two hot tamales jeff ulrich of dk network nhl.com's pete jensen here for some opening face-off breaking down a 13 game hockey slate this evening one that's highlighted here jeff but a star-filled matchup of the mile high toronto's austin matthews on a historic pace for goals scored he's sitting at 52 nathan mckinnon Kind of flying under the radar here. Second most points in the league with 93 right now. Trying to win his first scoring title, by the way. What's impressed you the most between these two guys this season? I mean, I think McKinnon's, you know, consistency is obviously pretty impressive. I mean, I think the Avalanche have had some injuries. They've kind of gone up and down the lineup. Their goaltending has been hot and cold. But, you know, McKinnon's just been straight fire pretty much from the start of the season. I mean, he's kept the Colorado avalanche in in contention for, for the number one seed out in the West. And I mean, like you said, he's now in contention for, for the scoring race. I mean, obviously he's benefited a little bit from Connor McDavid missing a few games, but certainly um, if he keeps up this pace, going to be a hard guy not to get, you know, give the heart trophy to, I mean, he's never won it. I think voters kind of want to side with him. And if, and like I said, like Colorado, obviously having a better season than Tampa Bay too with Kucherov. So um, it, it, to me, I would lean McKinnon Matthews, obviously having a great season again, but always just, you know, look at Toronto, they're hot and cold and Matthews obviously beating up on some weaker teams of late. We'll see if it lasts. If it does certainly, um, Austin Matthews could end up as the favorite for the heart by the end of the year. Hey Pete, Nathan McKinnon, you think this is the year he finally lands that art Ross trophy? Could happen. I mean, he has a point, at least a point in every single home game this year, 27. So that is ridiculous. Uh, Nothing I've ever seen before covering the league. But Matthews, I mean, we're living in this guy's world right now. 52 goals in 55 games. Not many people realize the magnitude of what he's doing, not only this season, but in his career. I just looked it up. Third in NHL history in goals per game behind Mike Bossy and Mario Lemieux. That's ahead of Wayne Gretzky, ahead of Alex Ovechkin. Really, truly incredible stuff what he's putting together. And I guess it's not just weaker opponents, right? The guy has like five hat tricks this year. I mean, he's doing it against everybody, and he's probably going to keep it going against the Avs here. Yeah, I know. But so, like him tickling the twine, though, also like won't, be super easy tonight because there is Alexander Georgiev between the pipes for for Colorado, right? So it's like you have this elite offense against this really damn good defensive team. Um, Tied for the NHL lead and wins, by the way, Georgiev is. We are talking a potential Stanley Cup preview here. So which team are you going to give the upper hand to tonight, Pete? Well, the thing about Georgiev that concerns me is the workload, 47 games. I mean, we still have a quarter, a a third of the season to go about, and he only has an 899 save percentage. So when you consider that, Colorado, despite its nearly immaculate home record this season, 22 and five with no uh, overtime or shootout losses. I mean, they are vulnerable if he can't even get you a 900 save percentage. So maybe it's going against the grain a little bit, but I like what Toronto is doing during this stretch. Ever since Morgan Riley got suspended for his actions in that game against Ottawa, they've won six in a row since then. Now they have Riley back on their first power play. So 
uh, keep the good times rolling, perhaps with Matthews and these uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. We'll, we'll see if it amounts to something in the playoffs. But here and right now, they're a dangerous team, and they'll at least get back into the postseason at this rate. Jeff, how interested are you? Interested are you to see like what wins out here, like Colorado's defensive play or the offense yeah. of the Maple Leafs here? Well, I mean, I, I'm super interested. I mean, as Pete said, it could be a Stanley Cup preview. I mean, obviously, that's a lot of things have to happen between now and then. But I mean, you're kind of going against the grain, whatever side you pick here. Toronto's one of the best road teams in the league. They're 17 and six straight up this year. Colorado's 22 and five straight up at home. But I think Pete makes, makes really good points. I mean, the Colorado defense is definitely deeper. And I, I do worry a little bit about the, the, the Leafs defense holding up, but they're getting Riley back. Um, I, I mean, it, it's really just, I, I don't want to bet against the Toronto Maple Leafs right now, I think is the biggest thing. I, I mean, I really won't be shocked whichever team wins here. I think it's going to be a, a semi closer, higher scoring game, but yeah, if you're asking which team uh, you sh- I'm going to take that, I'm going to take the Leafs. I'm just going to take the team that's full of confidence right now. I think the Leafs are the team that's peaking. I don't know if they're going to be peaking when we get to the playoffs, but mm-hmm. right now I, I do think like, this is just not a team that you should be going out and actively betting against. And I, I think that there's enough concerns with the, the avalanche goaltending here that I would lean the Leafs uh, on Saturday night as well. And Ulrich, speaking of prolific goal scores here, so Ovi has eight goals now in his last nine games, 56 behind Gretzky. So the Caps are in sunrise tonight against the Panthers. Florida hasn't given up more than two goals in the last 12 games now. How much do you expect Washington's offense to struggle in this one? I expect it to struggle a lot. I mean, Washington's been better of late. You know, I mean, absolutely, like, give them credit. But, I mean, the Panthers are just a really tough team. I mean, you cannot get much wider in terms of the gap between five and five five on five play here. Panthers are one of the most dominant five on five teams in the league. They're right up there in XGF percentage. Um, Capitals are are one of the worst. And and you just look at this matchup over the last few years. It has really played out just like that. Capitals have dropped eight in a row to Florida over the last three years. And I just don't see things changing. Like, yes, Washington's playing well. Ovechkin certainly uh, playing better and and great for him. I mean, obviously we're going to be on Gretzky watch probably at this time next year uh, in terms of the goal scoring. But I I mean, I I don't like the Panthers to me, or I think they're the best team in the East right now. I really do. And certainly Washington playing well, but this is, uh, this is just another level uh, for me. So now I expect Washington to struggle in this one. I I think Panthers probably pick up another one. Yeah. We are talking about the caps riding a three game win streak here, Pete. Come on now. Yeah, I'm not going to overlook that team in a single game, especially when you consider on Thursday it was a one nothing win for the Hurricanes against the Panthers. Those may very well be the two best teams, not only in possession style, but also in the Eastern Conference overall. So a total dogfight. Carolina came out on top with that late goal. So I'm interested to see if Matthew Kachuk and or Gustav Forsling plays on Saturday because they were both banged up and left after the first period on Thursday. So keep an eye on that storyline. If one or both of those guys is out, maybe uh, continue to go against the grain and ride the hot hand with with Washington, uh, you know, either against the puck line or something like that because uh, they've been competitive lately and scoring goals. They have the third fewest goals per game in the league at large this season, but 15 goals in their past three games, not too shabby. All right, Pete, we got Bruins in Vancouver, top two teams in each conference there. Then you got the Stars in Carolina. Which meeting is more likely to be a Stanley Cup matchup? 
Um, I would say probably the the Dallas one with Carolina. Okay. I, I'm not a full believer in the Canucks, and I think we're starting to see it now with a you know a stretch of four straight losses. And again, they're going to be in their nitty gritty with whoever they play in that Pacific Division in the playoffs, whether it's Vegas who's dealing with injuries or you know obviously the uh, the Kings are, are inconsistent but can beat anybody. The Oilers are really strong this year, so. It's going to be tough in that Pacific division. I've been talking about it all season that the road is going to be difficult for a team like Vancouver. So I would lean with Dallas. They're sliding right now, but they're super deep, maybe the deepest team in the whole league in terms of their secondary scoring. And then Carolina, again, Svechnikov, if he's healthy, Freddie Anderson, he's healthy. Those two guys being healthy in the postseason could put that team over the top. Remember last year they were missing Mm -hmm. so many guys. They still got to the conference finals and, they lost to Florida in a sweep, but every game was a one goal game and all those overtime games and everything like that. So I'm still a believer in the Hurricanes and the Stars. And Jeff, let's remind ourselves here to Boston experience last spring, how basically anything can happen once the postseason begins. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I mean, I would probably lean Boston over Carolina, but I, I mean, I just I can't really make the, a super hard case for Vancouver. Great year. I think they've got a, a lot of great runway in front of them in terms of like what they're going to do in the future. But man, it's hard. Like first time, like being in this position, going into the playoffs, you're going to have to deal with Colorado, probably Edmonton and Dallas as well. I mean, I think Dallas, um, you know, they're, they're a little bit too up and down for me, but certainly I would take them over Vancouver. Uh, I think that the goaltend is extremely uh, even between those two teams, but the experience factor up front with guys like Pavelski, uh, Sagan, like just anchoring that that sort of forward group, and then obviously like higher end players like Robertson. I would take Dallas over Vancouver, Carolina. I, I just don't know if if they have the, the the sort of like top end talent to get it there. It's just been so like a five year story with these guys. We keep waiting for them to break through. I would take Boston over them, but certainly if you're asking me which matchup I would favor, I, w- I would favor Stars Carolina. Carolina will at least get themselves in the mix again. And and like Pete said, Vanderson and Svechnikov show up. Maybe this is finally their year. All right, I'm going to give you about 10 seconds each here. Your favorite forward to play at DFS tonight. Go ahead, Pete. I will say Frank Vetrano. Not many people realize how good he's been. Top 20 in the league in goals this year. Four-game point streak with seven points in the span. And also a sprinkle on the... Maple Leafs with Bobby McMahon and how hot that guy's been over his past four games. Good value pick. Jeff. Connor McDavid's playing the Flames tonight. 53 points and 39 career games against Calgary. Multiple hat tricks. Yeah, we'll just go there. (laughs) All right, boys. Appreciate it, Jeff. We'll talk more hockey and golf with you on tomorrow's show. As for what's next on today's show, we're dishing out more best bets around the world of college basketball. Stick with us here on The Sweat. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you.